This is my first time doing this, so I just really wanted to take a selfie with all of you. Just smile there, yeah. Yeah, awesome. That's beautiful. Thanks, guys. Have you ever done something kind of dumb and then thought about it for the next, like, five years? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I did something a little while ago. I, I got the chance to do the altar call uh, at youth, and, and a, few, a few young people responded, and that was awesome. Uh, and so, you know, we got ready to do the salvation prayer, as you do. And if you know me at all, or if, or if you've even just had a brief conversation with me, you pretty quickly realize that my mouth kind of goes, and my brain doesn't really catch up in time. <laughs> and so my, my brain is all going, dude, to my mouth, and my mouth's just like, no, 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 we got this, we got this. And so what ended up happening was I started off the altar call, dear Lord Jesus, I want to say thank you. Great start. And so my mouth gets all excited at this point. It's like, yeah, we got this. Dear Lord Jesus, I want to say thank you for sending your son Jesus. I don't know if you're aware of this, but Jesus never had a son named Jesus that he said. What, what made it worse, though, was the very next week, in, in Pastor Helen's awesome sense of humor, she was like, you can do it again. And so I was like, sweet. And I literally got up the front. People responded again. It was awesome. And I literally said into the mic, I'm not going to mess it up this time. <laughs> Dear Lord Jesus, I want to say thank you for sending your son Jesus. <laughs> I remember Sam Masiata's face was just like, as <laughs> he's praying. I'll never forget that moment. Sometimes I'll be sitting in the middle of a real important meeting or something, and I'll just remember that, and I'll just be like, oh. And it made me wonder if the apostles ever did things like that. You know, Peter's sitting there writing letters out to the church, and he's just like, did I really deny Jesus three times? Like, oh. But I found my answer in Philippians 3, verse 13 to 14. It says, but one thing I do, Forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Yeah. This, in essence, is what pursuit is all about. Forgetting the failures and the mistakes. Forgetting the things that people have done to you to bring you down. Yeah. Forgetting every word, every hurt, and every pain that would try and slow you down. Press on, pursue the goal. How many of you love Peter in the Bible? I think if it's okay to have a favorite, he's probably mine. I feel like I can just kind of relate to him more. Like, have you noticed how, G how Peter's always getting in trouble with Jesus? Like, he's saying and doing things, and Jesus is just like, ugh. Oh, you know, it's the kind of things that made Jesus just want to lay hands on Peter. <laughs> but Jesus saw potential in Peter because Peter knew how to pursue God. And with time, those rough edges were smoothed away, and he became the foundational rock that built the church. So there's this amazing story in Matthew 14, uh, verse 22 to 33, and most of you will know it as the story of Jesus walking on the water. And it goes like this. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him, 
walking. They were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came to, towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand, caught him, and said, You of little faith, why did you doubt? Can we just take a second there to look how cool Jesus is right now? He's literally walking on water, and, and Peter starts sinking, and he pulls them out, and they don't wait to get back on the boat. Jesus tells them off right there in the water. I always think that's pretty cool. Verse 32, And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down, to, and then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. This story is one of many that shows Peter's pursuit of a life Jesus called him to and shows us what to expect when we make the choice to really pursue God with everything we have. I've broken it down into three stages. Break out, break down, and break through. Break out is that beginning stage of our pursuit to greater things than God. In the story, Peter had just finished seeing Jesus feed 5,000 men plus women and children earlier that same day. As far as God highs go, that's every church event, every conference, and every camp, camp combined into one hit. You could say he was pumped. The message version puts it like this in verse 28. Peter, suddenly bold, said, Master, if it is really you, call to me on the water, and I will come to you. Breakout happens when we're inspired. Yeah. It could come from something like a conference or a camp or something as simple as reading a Bible verse that jumps out of you. It makes you want to see change and do something bold for God. And then there's the breakdown stage. Breakdown is what happens when the moment is past. When we're in the breakout stage, all we see is bigger and better. Breakdown is what brings our focus back to reality. It's at this point that we're walking out in the water and attempting some pretty bold moves for God, and we start to realize that as we shift our focus... We can't do what we're doing in our own strength. The Bible puts it like this. Peter walked on water to Jesus, but when he looked down, he lost his nerve and started to sink. When we pursue God, there will come a time where the reality suddenly hits like a ton of bricks, and we realize that we're in over our heads. This is the most important moment in pursuit. We can either sink back to where we started, or we can do what Peter did in that moment— He cried, save me. Jesus didn't hesitate. He reached down, grabbed his hand, and pulled him up. So this is where Peter finds his breakthrough. The breakthrough moment is that moment where you realize that if you just keep going and don't reach out to Jesus for help, you won't be able to keep pursuing the goal. It's that moment where you push through, reconnect with God, and see the value of pursuit. When we lean on Jesus and break through, you'll not only, only pursue God to greater things, but you'll also inspire others to pursue God. Break out, break down, and break through. That is what it means to pursue. Rhyme five. Yeah. I want to encourage you tonight, church, wherever you're at in your pursuit of the things God has for you, just keep going. 
Remember to keep reaching out for God for help. The pursuit of God's plan for your life is a journey. We only reach it when we reach God. Psalm 84.7 says we go from strength to strength, or pursuit to pursuit, till each appears before God in Zion. Your pursuit of God must be relentless. If you fall back, get back up. If you succeed, press on to greater things. Wherever you're at, the breakout, the breakdown, or the breakthrough, forget what is behind you. Press on to the goal and pursue God with everything that you have.